I just had um, a pathetic lunch. Uh, well, probably not as pathetic as mine, but go for it. What do you have? I, I might as well have had Huel or Soylent, mate, to be honest. <laughs> just, I, go on. I just looked into my fridge and looked into my cupboard and I just assembled, like, nu- nutrition. Yep. Based, based solely on some vague idea of a food group that they might have had. Go on. I... I opened the cupboard, there were some crisps. I was like, carbohydrate, carbohydrate, good. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, protein, need protein. Mm-hmm. So then I opened the fridge and I found some falafels and I, <laughs> I tried to limit myself to half a packet of those. Sure. It's quite hard. So I had four of those. And Ooh. I was like, dry mouth. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Need moisture. And there were some dairy triangles. And I was like, they're good. They're <laughs> good. I, just, oh, I love it. And then, then I was like, pudding? <laughs> had a biscuit. So... <laughs> Good choice. I had a banana. Oh, a banana. Because <laughs> um, I normally do my my breakfast thing uh, on a Wednesday morning, but um, I'm glad I didn't today because I've got so much to do today. I've got... I Oh, you you you, you kind of like flaneur around town and go and have a fry up and stuff. That's what you do on a Wednesday. Sort of. I, I just go into King's Heath uh, and I mm-hmm. have... I don't have a fry up, but uh, I do have a cooked breakfast of sorts. Um, and uh, yeah, I didn't do it this morning, even though I put it on Facebook that I was. On the way there... I decided to just actually turn right instead of left into the high street. And I turned right and went into the co-op and got a sandwich and one of those uh, cake things that's like, um, it's not, a f- you know, I thought it was like a flapjack type thing uh, with, you know, like a, almost like a millionaire shortbread type thing. Um, but it turned out more cakey uh, and it was, it was quite nice. And I ate that on the way back and I had a, a ham and cheese sandwich because they didn't have anything specifically breakfasty. Um, cause you know, I do three podcasts. Um, yeah, I think you mentioned it. <laughs> well, all three are recording on the same day this week. Uh, <laughs> and I had to edit last week's one and then, uh, this one needs to go out probably today at some point. And so, and then I had to do our homework and I've got a client podcast to edit and, uh, that might be, oh, and I've got lots of emails that I had to uh, attend to. So I just came home and that ended up being much better. Uh, and so because I had a little bit more of a breakfast this morning, I just, I just mm. had a banana for my, for my lunch. That sounds, that sounds sensible. Banana is good for you. Mm-hmm. Good, good sustaining energy. It's really small though. Mm, have two. Yeah. Um, so speaking of homework as we were, mm. Uh, how do we get on? I did it. Yeah, we both did it. So our homework was to uh, write. <clears throat> I've been aware of a of an increasingly whiny quality in my voice that I need to uh, need to identify. Um, it might be just a, a, a function of me listening to my voice more and more. But um, <laughs> there's a there's a whine that I seem to have picked up that I don't like. Um, okay. Anyway, uh, I was just, yeah, I was just alerted to it then when I, when I started saying words. Uh, so our homework last week was to write a number of words uh <laughs> on on a topic of a given choosing um no it was it was for a, a sci-fi mag uh, well for sci-fi magazine uh and it was about uh, the hitchhiker's go to the galaxy in the wake of its 40th anniversary and i think that would be the 40th anniversary of the first radio transmission of the television uh, of the radio program okay. and so uh john bounds which as far as you're concerned is the canonical but no it, i mean it is <laughs> 
It's not as far as I know that lots of people came to the books first and some people came to the TV and then went to the books, but it was a radio show and was conceived as a radio show. The fact that it gained more success as a book is absolutely <laughs> fine. And that's and that, that's wonderful, but it's not canonically a book. I don't use words like canonically. You use the word extant on WhatsApp, and I was just looking at that saying, I kind of know what it means, but it's just one of those words that I never use. Um, and so well, it doesn't, you don't get to use it very often. No, that's that was true. that was a time when I got to use it. Yeah, it's like uh, one of the other ones that you and Merlin Mann use, um, and um, I, I can't I can't remember the bloody word now. Anyway, uh, it's just one of those. I, I I know what it means. I just never use it. Um, that was a good use of extant. That was. I'm just <laughs> just reading that back. That was, that was a righteous use of extant. Prime prime extant usage. Um, yeah. So. We had to write about Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and memories thereof, and so I just sat down this morning and wrote about uh, what is the. And I actually made a revelation. So in this in this piece, I was trying to figure out why I have this memory of very very early two thousand and six, like the second of January two thousand and six, playing Half Life Two on the Xbox and listening to the box set of uh, the radio series, and why that is such a why I look back on that as such a wonderful time. And I realised it's because it's on the cusp of me becoming an adult. Because mm-hmm. I was twenty three, and I was living at home, yeah, living with living with my parents, and uh, I had the little freelance thing, which was basically a joke because I was, you know, I, it was going to be my big goal that I woke up on the first of January and said, you know what, this year I'm going to make ten thousand um, pounds. Ten, ten whole thousand. Ten whole thousand pounds. That's what I'm going to make from my business this this um, this uh, this year. And I, I I don't know how I'm going to do it, but somehow I'm going to reach that goal. And I'm dear listener, I'm not blowing my own trumpet and telling you that I'm some amazing person. But twelve years on, I my business. I don't have this 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 money doesn't exist in my bank account. But my business has, I think, just under ten thousand pounds just in there for when it's needed for paying my salary if I, you know, lose a contract or whatever. So, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just just a thing there. But, um, yeah, so I have this memory, and I think it's because of, of being on the cusp of, of being an adult and uh, about to get a new job, get a flat, have my own pets, that I, you know, and have all these responsibilities uh, uh, um, and, and, and really enter the world where you have to do everything for yourself because there's no one else to cook or uh, clean or do the things that, that you know a parent might do, uh, mm-hmm. you know as well as as well as love you. Um, and so, I, I think writing that made me realise that's why it's such a pristine, lovely, glowing memory. It's because of, of, of that reason, um, and uh, and so it was. It was nice to revisit. What did you write about? Cool. Um, you haven't read it. Not yet, because you only submitted it about 15 minutes ago when I was reading Hot Pod. <laughs> you carry on making those noises. Um, I wrote uh, I wrote about the fact that, and it, it's quite interesting to see it more generally than Hitchhiker's uh, Guide to the Galaxy. I wrote about the fact that these these millennials now, mm. right? I didn't use that word. Um, mm. um, but in the in the current age mm-hmm. when we can access the back catalogue of our culture very very easily if you miss something it's very easy to get on it mm. because it's there and i was just thinking about the fact that i was born in 79 so i was born between 
the first two and the third book in the series. Mm-hmm. I think if that's about right. Uh, I think you were you were so born. Most of the radio show would have been uh, the, the 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 radio show that mapped the first two books was definitely done. First two, uh, no, you know, I, I was about to come out. I don't think so because well, let's think- not get too hung up on it because I was okay. zero, so I wasn't going to be able to read. Okay. <laughs> what I'm saying is, is that, that some of the stuff had already come. Let's not let facts get in the way of a good time. And and the TV show I know came out when I was two because I yeah. checked that. Sure. Um. And so how did I therefore end up watching Hitchhiker and reading it when I'd missed it? Mm. That's what I, that's what I wrote about Mm -hmm. because you, you didn't have the ability to access the back catalogue. You, um, you had to rely on the BBC to decide that they were going to rerun it. Um, then you had to be around for when they rerun the TV show or the radio series, or you had to know someone who happened to have seen it the first time who wanted to tape it so they remembered to set a tape and taped it all which is that's how i watch the young ones yeah so um yeah i just i i kind of pondered on that nice there you are alexa turn on the office heater okay there you go good 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 so is that on a plug yeah okay cool i just took delivery of those and i now have three friggin echo devices I don't. I don't have any. I, I my my heating is a blunt instrument. It's on or it's off for the house. Yeah, I can. I can, I can. I can shout at the lady to do that. I've never done that. Yeah, it's. Uh, I've got. Because um, I've got electric heaters. Uh, well, they're they're proper radiators. They're not storage heaters. Uh, mm-hmm. And apparently, this is the only flat in the building that has them, which is good. Because uh, mm-hmm. storage heaters are a nightmare. Uh, so I can turn them off. I mean, uh, turn them on at, at will. But it's. Um, yeah, I just decided I wanted to start playing with this kind of stuff more and I like the Alexa model. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, I've, I've, I'm back on Spotify and I've now got multi-room audio and I love that. It's so nice. cool. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I, I'm digging it off because I've got the, the home hub one now. So that the big, you can now get the big boy. Um, so the big boy's in the living room and that does all of the... Home hub, is that, is, is that uh, an Echo? Yeah, it's a big okay. Echo. It's called the Echo Plus, and it's got the Home it? Hub in it. Um, I'm not entirely sure that. No, I think yeah, I think in some cases you need to have that. Like, oh, I want to get the the lights and stuff um, soon, but mm. you need a hub for those. But if you get the, yeah, so if you get the big boy Alexa, then you can uh, control the lights without um, without having to buy an extra thing that plugs into the wall. Uh, which is good. I'm not going to buy Hue lights because they're expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, yeah, that's going to be the next thing. There's, there's I've got fun. Hive lights because I've oh, got yeah. Hive heating control. So, oh, that makes sense. Um, so that's a skill. Yeah. Alexa, so I don't need the I don't need the um, the Amazon specific um, yes home hub, home hubby thing because yes. it turned out that there were all the slots available on uh, the thing that the British the British guest put in years ago. Oh, that's cool. Which I didn't know about. It was just there was at some point there was a firmware update, and now there's loads of extra Hive products that I can add. Oh, that's really it's nice. The same dongle. So yeah, that was that was pretty cool. Yeah, uh, I talked about that on a very very long two part episode of Renovat. Ooh, yeah. mm. is that out? Oh yeah 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 yeah. That's oh, out. Nice. Um, that's a good segue to one of the things you put in the script. So yeah, uh, mm-hmm. which which one? <laughs> you being on, on uh, you being on you said you just said via didn't you <laughs> yeah <laughs> because that's what it's called 
Well, it is if you're American. That's what it's called. I mean, we could just keep looping this through. Well, you could say to a Frenchman, you're called Jean, but he's not. He's called Jean because that's how he pronounces his name. Yeah, but that's a different language. No, 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 Mark. Oh, no. We're actually going to have this conversation, aren't we? No, oh, Mark. no. That's Wesley's, that's Wesley's podcast. And he's, he calls him VHS. Yes, but it's the same, it's the same language. That's a proper noun. But it's, it's okay. All right. Okay. From that from that perspective, I take your point. Thank you. <laughs> I take your point as well. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's an American pronunciation. It's American. really, really hard to do this mm. when I can't see you. I just uh, it's it's very rare that this actually becomes a problem, but it's actually Which you can't see me smirking at you. Yeah, it's really really hard because so often it's just like I tell you what, actually th- this came about, um, and I'm, I'm not taking us off um, off talking about this podcast. Um, but I, I I was on um, I was interviewed for a show yesterday, and uh, I listened back to just check the audio, and I came like I came off like a mega douche, and. Yeah. I said something and I realised I had a wink in my eye when I was saying it and it just didn't come through in the audio when I listened back to it. And, oh, God, I don't know how that's going to turn out. So how was it on Via VHS then? Uh, it was it was very good. Um, it, what was nice about it is that it all came about through um, through Podium Slack. I don't know, have we talked about that before? No, I'm a connector no. of people. Okay. I'm so, a nexus. <clears throat> I'm a damn Nexus, John. <laughs> I want you to acknowledge that I'm a Nexus. Okay, you're you're a Nexus. Thank you. Carry That's on. Good. <sighs> um, yeah. So there's um, Slack for Podium, as you know, and um, all the people with all the podcasts are on there. And before uh, you'd even gone so far as to create a special room for this conversation. Um, Wesley came on and he went, hey, I want to get new voices on my podcast. Anybody interested? And uh, so I listened to a few shows and liked it and contacted him. And we got on really well. And um, we agreed that I would be a guest. And I was. And it was, it, was, it was lots and lots of fun. First time I've done a transatlantic podcast. So cool. timing was quite tricky. Yeah. Because we're on massively different time zones. Yeah. So, but, but we worked it all out. And... Um, I think it came. I think it came across okay. Yeah. I've listened back to it, so it seemed seemed to work quite well. Um, the the setup for it is is that it's um, a bit of a crowded market, I guess. Really, it's it's um, a retro movie podcast. Um, but what's nice about it is is that he does it well. So yeah. Um, and he's he's been doing it for a long time. He changed format, so I'm I'm in the new series, which is is very different. I don't know what the old format was like. Mm. But I think he had something like a hundred episodes before this. Mm-hmm. So he's been he's been doing it for a long time, and um, there's some off mic chat about uh, sort of general things that he's into. He's he's very very into movies, and he, mm-hmm. and he know and, and he knows he knows people, and he's got things going on that are really interesting. So um, I think I think it gets quite a lot of listens. I've certainly had a lot more um, at replies on Twitter than I normally would have <clears throat> had for putting a show out. So that seems to have gone really really well. That's really cool. And I don't think I sounded like a douche. So I did. No, you didn't. <laughs> I managed to get all my all my non-verbal winks across. <laughs> well, well done you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm ho- hopefully I'll be asked back again because there are more shows, that, uh, more films that I want to talk about. Yeah. He's got this thing he calls the big ass list. 
mm-hmm. which is like a list of movies that he really wants to speak to people about. And there were so many on it that I wanted to talk to him about. Mm-hmm. So many. Oh, cool. Um, but we, cho- we chose Trainspotting because we thought that there might be something interesting in that kind of transatlantic dimension of the, of the chat. Yeah. And I think there was. I think there was, actually. Oh, that's because their their experience of train spotting in America is a bit different to the experience that we had a bit here. Yeah, I bet. Mm. I'm almost surprised it was called the same film because you know a lot a lot of times things get renamed, um, and yeah, uh, I'm I'm almost surprised that that, that didn't happen. But uh, well, good. We just mention that on on the tape. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, it, we we obviously talked about train spotting on this show actually, mm. funnily enough, um, and. One of the things that I think we we mentioned on here, and that we certainly mentioned on um, this this show, was um, that the name doesn't explain itself. <laughs> in the first film, and you finally get a payoff for what the name is in the second film, mm. and that that scene where the the ex- explanation of the name is given was in the original novel, but wasn't in the in the in the original movie. Yes, but we we did joke about the fact that obviously, as you say, they they rename things a lot. But there's also the thing in Hollywood where they really want somebody in the film to say the name of the film. Yeah, <laughs> the trailer. Yes. <laughs> uh, one thing. One thing I remembered going back in preparation for it, uh, which again I talk about on the uh, on the VVHS show, is the the original teaser trailer. Mm-hmm. Train spotting that also has nothing to do with the movie. Oh, but more right. interestingly, has more of a connection to trains. <laughs> the original teaser trailer for Train Spotting features Renton tied to the train tracks. Oh wow! And you see all the rest of the gang running off. They must have filmed it the day when they go out to the countryside. Yes, when they were at a train station in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yes. So he's on this tra- on this train track on this kind of little branch line in the middle of, no- of nowhere. You see everyone else running off into the distance, and he gives this. Um, little monologue about not letting your friends tie you to the train tracks. Mm. And it doesn't really, apart from it, it's got a tonal connection to the movie, but it doesn't say anything about the movie. Yeah, because you, you would assume the um, lust for life, running down the street, um, choose life thing would have been mm-hmm. a prime. Yeah, they do play, they do play trailer. the trailer out with a bit of lust for life. Yeah, okay. Um, I'll try and find the uh, find the link for it for you. It's, it's quite interesting. You can see sort of bits of DNA, but nothing quite landing. Yeah, even the typography is wrong. Oh wow! And the you know the typography is really quite iconic for Train Spotting. Yeah, but they kind of get halfway there, and then they just kind of oh, just. Uh. But <laughs> I, they 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 rushed that trailer together because they wanted to put it on the shallow grave VHS. Oh wow! Interesting business, and that's how they got. Um, that's how they got the money. The money for train spotting. Yeah, and that's how they got the rights for train spotting as well. Oh right, they had, to, they had to rescue the rights. Oh, was that a um, was that a what's his face? No, uh, book an Irving Welsh book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shallow Grave. I didn't know that. But um, one of the I can't remember which company. One of the, I think I think it was one of the ITV companies had the rights. Right. Um. It was oh something gay. What are they called? Not Enola Gay. Something, <laughs> something else. Um, but yeah, some TV company had the had the rights, and they mm-hmm. ended up um, eventually being persuaded to give them up in return for some sort of producer credits. Wow. Uh, yeah. So they were kind of they were they they pretty much rolled straight from Shallow Grave to um, to Trainspotting. That's very interesting. Oh, that's that's why you and McGregor's in it. 
and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Mm. So very good. Uh, I did some. Uh, I've, I've I've also been on uh, other people's podcasts, which has yeah. Been nice. So tell me. Tell me some more positive things about this podcast you're on. Is it is? Oh the, right, so there's two. Yeah. Um, oh. Sorry, go on. No, 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 that's fine. I was just trying to clarify that, and you just did. They, uh, we work together well. Um, we have fun here. Uh, so I was on Packaged, which is all about subscription based services. So uh, it might be uh, loot crate type boxes or tea delivery services. Um, as an example, and uh, because Podient is a subscription-based business model thing, um, Eric, who is the producer of the podcast, got in touch with me and said, would you want to be interviewed? And he has a guy called Ryan who actually does the interviews. So he's the presenter, and then Eric uh, does the production. And uh, we hooked that up a few weeks ago, and that was quite fun. Um, uh, Ryan's obviously a, a, a young buck um, and uh, Eric and I were chatting on Slack yesterday, and it seems we've we've got a a fair old amount of shared experience with you know things not quite working out as you might right. want in the podcast space, and you know just diving straight back in again and and sort of you know taking your licks and moving moving on again. And so uh, yeah, so I listened to most of um, most of that again. Uh, if you want to hear what my voice sounds like with music that sounds a little bit like the Liberty Bell March, then uh, you can you can check that out. So just run me through this again. It's it's a podcast about subscription businesses. Yes. From the point of view of people who want to run subscription businesses or from the point of view of consumers, what's the, what's the uh, audience? I don't know what I, – I, I'll be honest. I don't know how it's pitched in that way. Um, hmm. it's, it's interviews about those types of businesses, but for whom? I'm not sure, hmm. if I'm honest. Uh, yeah, I don't hmm. know – Maybe I, I guess it's probably for people who are running those types of businesses and want to hear how other businesses are run. I mean, uh, um, possibly related the uh, show that I was interviewed for yesterday, which is called Being Freelance, which is a show that I already listened to, um, mm. is a show about what it's like to be a freelancer for other people that are freelancers. And so it doesn't matter what the line of work is that you're, that that person is into. It's about the, the work-life balance and the billing and the dealing with clients and the work life. Uh, I just said work-life balance uh, uh, and the, the, and the memory um, and all those things that come with being a freelancer. And so I think in that, um, in that way, that's probably where the, the similarity is that if you run one of those type, types of businesses, you might want to hear how other types of businesses are run. That would be my guess. Okay. Uh, but there is a very different thing between, you know, being a, uh, a, a for example, a food delivery service. Um, you know, that's very different from being uh, someone who delivers bits. But um, there is obviously enough shared stuff there. So yeah, that was really fun. Uh, and then the uh, the being freelance one, that was yeah, it was really fun to do. And as I say, it's always nice when it's a it's a podcast that you're that you've listened to before. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's uh, it's nice. Um, actually, speaking of subscriptions, uh, yes. you you had some. We we this was in the in the in the in the dock from a while back uh and i think i managed now to delete it from somewhere hmm. but we john uh, over whatsapp uh went on a big rant um oh you want me to do that okay about subs- <laughs> i mean you could you perform monkey perform if you want um, to 
yeah okay so um uh where, where do i start with this so i recently did the edits for runner pod which i don't normally do that's that's where that's where Ooh, my you got let loose yeah 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 um controversially <laughs> <laughs> as you'll you'll find out if you go back and listen to those few episodes that i just mentioned um yeah uh, <laughs> certainly if you if you'll you'll hear the uh you'll hear the the um the debrief of my edit on the next episode, which is about to go out. Right. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> it's all fine. It's all fine. We still have a podcast. It's all, it's all fine. <laughs> it's all fine. I, um, I took, I took a few, li- two, I took a few creative liberties with the Ooh, material. I was <laughs> interesting. I, uh, Talk us through I, that. Tried ex- I tried to explain it to, to Nick as, um, if he's JJ Abrams, I'm Ryan Johnson. And some <laughs> right. people aren't ready for my avant-garde editing yet. <laughs> it's one way to put it, I suppose. So, um, yeah. So what what happened? What, what happened there was, um, I'm sorry, just give me a second. Yeah, that's do, not working. Do, do. That's not working. Okay, do, uh, do, do. I'll explain to you what I'm trying to do in the background do, later on. Do, do. Hello. Do. Dude, hello. <laughs> so I was trying to add a, I was trying to add a link to the teaser trailer thing, and yeah. I can't get the adding link things to work. Oh, you might yeah, need the new, it. you might need the new bookmarklet. Yeah, it doesn't want to add itself. Anyway, sorry, I, this is this is this is bad. This is bad, bad, bad radio. Sorry, I'm going to get my 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 head into this story. Sorry, right. this is how this type of podcast always goes, so it's fine. Yeah, do, 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 we can edit this bit. We're just going to go. Uh, right. <laughs> Probably just carry on. If it works on Back to Work, it can work for us, John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> we ended up doing uh, basically what was it, about three and a half hours worth of tape that was supposed to be on show um, because we firstly hadn't recorded for a long time. And so we had lots to say and we hadn't spoken to each other for a long time. So we had lots of catching up to do. And then we had too many beers while we were talking. So it took. <laughs> that sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there was there was like whole sections where people had put embargoes around it going, well, you can't put this bit out, but they had to be trimmed out. There was a, there was a bit where for some reason I started loading my dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> There was an amazing bit with my. With, you, you thought last week's scream from my cat on this tape was. Uh, <laughs> and, there was an amazing intervention from my cat in the middle of it all. There was a bit where someone walked off for 20 minutes to get crisps and didn't come back. <laughs> <laughs> there, there someone. Mike. It was just so badly disciplined. Sloppy. And, and uh, Nick was going on holiday at like eight in the morning the next day. So I was like, oh, don't worry. I'll edit this. And I looked at it the next day and I was like, oh, holy shit. <laughs> what do I do? What do I do? <laughs> so controversial decision number one was I said it had to be two episodes. Yeah. Because okay. there were two two distinct chats on it, and then I made a promise that I would make it clear that that's what I'd done. Um, um my decision to break it in two wasn't popular. Oh, the caveat okay. that I was going to make sure people knew that it was put in two was enough to soothe that over, and I just didn't do it. <gasps> <laughs> put two different shows out. Oh, John! I'm uh, bad boy. <laughs> oh, John. There's taking liberties and then there's sort of not doing it right, I guess. 
Yeah. But this yeah. is it's, it's all a learning process. I've been doing they, this for a long time and I don't get it right all the time. Well, they, they, as far as I'm concerned, they 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 hang together well as individual episodes. Um, yeah. But Nick Nick is quite right. There's a noticeable problem with the second episode, which is that we're really tired and really drunk by that point. Yeah. This is what I was saying to you is if I speed this up by 1.2, will, will everyone get ah, high? Ah, no. <laughs> it was so slow. No, no, they won't. And now I understand the question. But I decided anyway that um, that wasn't for me to decide. That was for the user to decide and to use their podcast apps. Yeah, that is that is now, I, I genuinely do find this. There are some podcasts that I, I think I've almost never listened to at, at one time speed. And this is no, this is not a sign of disrespect, but it just ha- happens to be. Uh, most of the relay shows, most of, um, I think, Dan Benjamin type shows. Type so are you shows. ATP then? Uh, yes. ATP okay. as well, um, and so really, isn't it? Or is that no? It's not. It's independent. Um, okay. Actually, re, uh, ATP. Uh, I used to listen at one at one speed, um, but uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of those shows I listen at uh, one point six, and when I hear them back at normal speed, they do sound drunk because when because the the um, like having com- uh, I'm, okay, so many sub clauses. Sorry, I'll calm down. I'm looking at. Um, doing a bit of a review of lots of different podcast apps. So I've downloaded a whole bunch and I was using them for, for other means as well for helping with Podient stuff. Um, and one of the things I ended up doing was looking at one of the apps and their approximation of Marco Arment's smart speed. And it, it, it is actually noticeably not as good. He's not just playing the audio a bit faster. He's, there is some, some finesse that he's doing. And so the speech <laughs> at 1.x speed actually sounds quite natural and a, a, a nice clip. And there's a sort of a clippedness to the speech that when you hear it back at one speed, it sounds a little bit more slurry than you, you and your brain is used to. And so, you're doing your John Ronson impression again. Yeah, I am a little bit. No, that's a little bit higher in Northern. Um, but yeah, and so that's the thing. It just comes out a little bit like this. And then when you start listening to podcasts at normal speed, the speed that you're hearing normally is, is like this. And then when you slow it down to one point naught speed, it does sound a bit drunk. So it is it is a strange thing. Mm. Okay. My cat wants to come in. Mm, better in. Um, the right so where, where, where was I with this story? Where was I with this story? So um, my my rant about editing was yes. was 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 because uh, you 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 were looking at getting a copy of Audition and then sort of porked at the price. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I I grew up. Um, <clears throat> when I would have. I grew up at a time where if you wanted a piece of software, you bought it. What? And then you used it. Yeah, and that's like what, like four ninety nine at most. No, no. you know, like <laughs> three 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 ninety nine. Uh, hundreds or. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 being I'm being silly yeah, because that's that price is on the iOS store. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm not I'm not going to have access to Audition forever, and I need to start thinking about um, building up an editing workflow if I'm going to do any more any more editing. And so I was looking at my options and the option regards audition is to either take out a full package of creative cloud. And I don't think I'll use many of the apps that are in there or an individual app. And it worked out something like 18 pound for a single app or like 22 quid for the whole package. So you might as well take the, the, the whole lot. I can't remember the exact pricing of it, but it was, it was the moment where I looked at that and thought, okay, so I'm tying myself to sort of best part of 20 quid a month for the rest of my life. 
yeah. to have audition. Whereas there would have been a period in time where you could go to a computer shop and give them 400 pounds or whatever yeah. and get a disc in a box. Mr. Disc. And, and then, and then that was yours. And it's a computer shop in town. There's, yeah, there's a lot of advantages to, to the creative cloud or particularly in terms of keeping your software up to date. Yes. Um, but we used to be in control of our own destiny with this a little bit. We used to be able to skip versions and we used to be able to say, well, actually there's not anything in this that I don't already have. Yeah. And I can just run this. All on the my updates, the, the stuff that it, that it has, the new features are of no consequence to me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly that. I don't need that feature. So um, that's, that's fine. That's lovely, but I don't want to pay the 300 quid for the upgrade disc or whatever it is. Cause there was normally a cheaper upgrade path. Yes. Some people would upgrade all, all of the time. Some people might skip versions and some people might just put stuff on their laptop and run it until the, they upgraded their laptop and it wasn't compatible with the new yeah. one or whatever reason would, would make that, make that happen. Yeah. And I just slightly begrudged that business model when it came to the point where I was going to have to pay it myself. Yes. <laughs> it all changes, doesn't it? Well, yeah, but no, I mean, I, th- I, th- I think the, the, the point is, is that like, um, I, I don't mind paying a subscription to s- secure the future of an independent publisher, but Adobe doesn't really need my money that much. <laughs> um, and, um, I, I would pay for the software, but I don't want to end up paying for the software every year, which is what I would end up doing. So yeah. I started looking up some other things. Am I making, am I, am I making a good account of this rant that I was having? Ah, now. There's, a, there's an, another point to this. It was certainly which, angrier when, when it was in. So text. one of the one of the points that I was making about this was actually, what does this mean for people who are who are coming up, who, um, like I I've got the option of going and paying for that if I want it, but when I was a student, I didn't. And fair enough, they again they have a student version of Creative Cloud, but there's something to be said for the um, the economy in which we could get the secondhand discs from people who'd finished with them where we could get pirate stuff as well. Let's, let's face it. That's part of it as well. And start to learn some craft skills, um, without too much financial outlay. And it just feels to me a little bit like this kind of, you're going to be in hock constantly forever is great for agencies and large institutions um, who don't mind paying those sorts of fees to get the latest versions all of the time, but it's locking out people who need something and who may be on a different upgrade track to everybody to to those other people, but who will still eventually give Adobe some dollars. Um, I, and I think I think that's a great shame because you are you're locking people out of everything but basic free or freemium software. Um, yes, but then but, mm, are, you pull, are you about to pull up a ladder? Are you about to pull up a ladder behind you, Mark? Can I, can I say yeah. what my thing is first before you decide yeah. whether I'm pulling up a ladder or not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a thing to be said as someone who may or may not have cut his teeth uh, for a very, very long time on hooky copies of uh, certainly not an Adobe product because it wasn't. Uh, at the time um what what i would say is um i i like i i i absolutely do think that that is a like i can't argue with that it's it's a valid thing um i think what i'm trying to think of is is maybe a sop to that is is a sort of okay well that's that ship has sailed and mm. that 
that sucks. Um, what about, you know, but there are options that someone can get started with and learn, like, as finicky or as, as you know, Adobe, uh, sorry, um, Apple uh, GarageBand is a little bit like editing with boxing gloves on, but mm. it is a wonderful free way. And, and I, you know, I made some uh, reasonably good podcasts. I mean, this is back when um, GarageBand actually let you, like, it, it had explicit options for podcasts, um, which, you know, Apple have now pulled the ladder up uh, to a degree on that, but you can still use it for making podcasts. Uh, it gives you a multi-track editor that you can start to play with. And actually that is a, a good start. So I think there are genuine places that people can begin. I know that there is someone listening to this screaming at their um, at their phone saying, what about um, Audacity? And I to that what I say, Audacity? What, what about, about Audacity? Audacity? Because I don't buy into it as a good starting app. I don't like it. I don't think it's good. Uh, I mean, it's, you know, it's like no, no slam on the, on the software. It's fine in a pinch, but it, it's really good for stop and starting recording of audio. I think that's, that's what it's good for. And trimming, like it's good for trimming the ends off a piece of audio. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything more than that, it's just not set up for. And I know they think it is, but it's not. And it's like, if you're used to, like if you're the type of person who wants to make a, a video or a podcast in Linux, then Audacity's <laughs> great, but not for the real world. Um, and not for people who have who use computers for stuff that isn't um, for a terminal window. Uh, mm. I don't think Audacity's uh, that great. Um, and uh, again, that's not me trying to pull the rug under people or pull the ladder up because, okay, Macs are expensive, but the software to actually get started in editing is free and it is a really good start. Uh, and it could be, uh, you know, there's there's also the, the other thing to mention is um, as much as I'm not massively into Logic, the, 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 the app, um, it is, GarageBand is actually a really, really good ramp up to using Logic because all of the same um, language is there. Okay. So, and, and Logic is a legit tool that many, many proper podcasters use. So it's a perfectly acceptable tool to learn. Um, Isn't there a free level of Logic now as well? Well, that I don't think, I don't know of one, but GarageBand would oh. be what I would, I think there is. Give me, give me a second. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, because that—that's what you know for 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 a long time. And I have made podcasts on Logic. Uh, I just ended up going back to Audition because it was more comfortable uh, for me because it was something that I've used for a long time. And uh, which you know we're now talking almost twenty years. Um, and so I, yeah, I. I, I do like it. Sound I sound like a fucking Tory when I say I have every sympathy with people who you know the poor people, um, but it's not as if I started off legitimately, and mm-hmm. now that you know what I mean. It's it, I started off as many people do being given a CD by a friend. It's not like I, I didn't go to the Pirate Bay and download Adobe Audition. I got a CD. Uh, I may even have paid for the CD, um, but it wasn't very much. And I don't mm-hmm. know how much Cool Edit Pro would have been at the time, but it wasn't the price of the CD. Um, but, you know, I, I, I didn't go and seek out pirated software. It just 
so happened that it was there. Uh, and so, you know, let's, let's not pretend that, that that's the narrative here that I had this wonderful access to free software that I'm now saying that other people shouldn't have. Um, but I think what, you know, if you don't want to go down the route of, of, of potentially getting a letter from your internet service provider telling you you're downloading things illegally, um, then there are free ways to start that are, are not terrible and, and they're actually decent. <clears throat> I'm not sure what it was that I was reading that got got me thinking there was a free version of Logic. Uh, it basically is GarageBand, to, to yeah. be honest, because wh- wh- if you if you have the two things side by side, they look incredibly similar. Uh, and GarageBand has some uh, some advanced features that that then start to morph a little bit into Logic. Um, you know, I made my the, and you the, can open GarageBand projects straight into Logic. Yes, you can. I did that when I I did the first song on my on my little EP that came out last year. I did most of the work in GarageBand to begin with, uh, and mm. then I needed a little bit more. Uh, fine grain control, and so I, I, I already had, I'd bought Logic, or the business had bought Logic, mm. uh, or someone. I, I, I had a legit copy of Logic from the App Store, and so I used that to make the rest of my AP. Um, and like that, you know, that is that is the bomb, and it's actually that is the model where you actually just buy the app. And mm-hmm. you get uh, uh, upgrades for the life of the app, I believe, because that's right. Apple's, you know, ecosystem. Yeah. yeah. So th- there and, are and options there. Hardware to you. But right, so um, I, I want to look back to the um, editing stuff in a, in a second, but <clears throat> just as a, a further, just as a, a rebuttal of your rebuttal or whatever it's called. Is it a rebuttal and then a response? Um, rebuttal. Uh, taking the conversation out of the realm of editing for a minute. Yeah. Um, looking at the wider uh, Adobe Creative Suite. Yeah. For a second. Um, rightly or wrongly, when young people are looking at job adverts, they are specifically given a laundry list of software that they need to know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Very true. Um, whilst, yeah, you can make things for free in other pieces of software, um, they will be looking to get jobs where it will be like, you need to use Premiere, you need to use Audition, you need to use Photoshop, you need to use Illustrator. Um, and companies will have these workflows that are built around these things that they can afford, which um, which the kids can't. And when they want to start doing freelancing stuff, they will need to have access to, the, to those things as well. It's just, um, I don't think I've got an answer to it. I just kind of, it's it's like a cartel now to me you're locked into spending this money with them forever and you're locked in through the the reputations that they've built and the fact that people have built their workflows on them and yeah you can get free software to make things for yourself but it does become problematic particularly within the design end of adobe software and there there isn't anything I, i i i understand that um but i think that stuff is getting more fragmented um i think depending on the kind of work you do uh there's plenty of agencies now that don't touch photoshop at all or any of the adobe stuff uh, as an example um because so much work is done uh is vector based and those applications are much much cheaper so i do uh, any design work i do because it's it's 
almost exclusively for the web and even stuff I have done for print, I do it all in an app called Sketch, which is a one-time payment and that's it. And it's a good app uh, and it exports into every format possible. And, and uh, you know, it's 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 made it's made for vector stuff, so it, it doesn't have great tools for certain things. But, you know, if, if for example, you're at a web agency, um, it you're less likely to be doing things in photoshop now uh you will do your you'll probably wireframe designs in a specific app you might even do that on a web app uh, mm-hmm. and then you might take those wireframes into something like sketch or another another application that's similar um you know the the agency i worked for for a while that was our workflow we were we were photoshop and and uh, the the adobe suite of, well it was mainly photoshop oh an illustrator um and then we've moved as the business morphed and as the um, industry changed mm-hmm. and vector based stuff uh, became, you know, uh, more and, and flat design became more of a thing and less sort of emphasis on particular types of effects uh, that that were common on the web became less of a thing. There were more we were exploring more options and uh, apps like Sketch were a, were a good option for that. Uh, there's also- I would expect that if you were working in an environment that was more about um, print and prepress, yes. then you would you would find that that wouldn't hold. But I, I totally yes. recognise it within um, within the better quality of of um, digital agencies. Um, you, you know, do, do you know what though? You still get because uh, at work once a year, we uh, the third years have these mock interviews where they bring job adverts that they've seen. Yes. And we give them a chance to be interviewed for them. So I get to pretend to be different, um, empl- different hiring managers. It's, it's a very, very, very strange day. I have to change, I have to change my character every thirty minutes. Like, <laughs> who, who am I now? What company am I? Um, what's this role? And try and get into that sort of character. But I, I see them bringing in adverts for kind of like junior web designer, junior web developer roles. And we go through the interview, and at the end of it, I say. I think twice about applying for that. Don't apply for that company because why the hell are they being so, 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 so specific about such bizarre things mm. um, where they are literally saying you're, you're, you know, you need to know Dreamweaver. It's like, well, you don't need to know Dreamweaver. That, that's, that maybe their workflow is still based on Dreamweaver, but you need to know HTML, CSS, JavaScript, jQuery. <laughs> you don't need to know Dreamweaver. That's not a thing. Yeah. You need to have a good text editor and probably know how to move files in SFTP, which is what yeah. Dreamweaver is now for. Yeah, uh, I yeah mean, no, I, absolutely. I, to- I totally, I totally understand that a company will have a particular piece of software that they want to support yes. in house for whatever it is that, that they're developing, yeah. and they will provide that piece of software to their staff, and their staff will need to be proficient in driving it. But that's more of an onboarding issue than a yes, absolutely, than an ongoing yes. I also think you have a unique sympathy with this that that other people won't necessarily have because you are at that vanguard or that that sort of you you see that real stepping off point from people um, mm. that are going from higher education then into either employment or self-employment or or whatever it is and so you are you are at the pain point that subscription based software is uniquely incapable of <laughs> helping and so you because you see that that that's sort of almost the and i'm not this isn't a criticism of you and i'm not saying mm. you're you're blinkered but i it's almost the only thing you see because that's what you see in the same way that 
uh, if you ever go to certain areas with a police officer, they will tell you some very, very generalist things about an area because Mm -hmm. they will say, well, this area is just filled with crime that, you know, the Bangladeshis, you know, oh, this area, like, uh, for example, or, you know, uh, oh, this this area is full of Spaniards that, that nick cars. And it's because the only people they deal with are people committing crimes. Yeah. And this area happens to be populated with a certain uh, number of people, a yeah. certain demographic. And within that demographic, there are people who commit crimes. And b- mm. when that's the only people you deal with, that's your, you know, that's how you see the world. Um, and so I know you're capable of seeing outside of that, but I imagine that colours what you look at. And it doesn't make your argument any less valid. Um but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I didn't have a way to finish that sentence other than I, I, I do. I get you. Yeah. So there we are. Mm. So, so that was that. I, I'm, I'm much less angry than I was at the time. Good. <laughs> uh, one, one last thing I want to, I want to ask you about yes. about this is um, because we, we are, we are closing in on the hard out actually. Yes. Um, is uh, where does this meme come from that audacity isn't multi-track? Because I've heard it from several people. And it, it is definitely multi-track. Isn't it, it has multi. It has. You can put multiple tracks on it, right? But you can't. It, like it seems to be almost flat. It's like you can't then move stuff around. So you can layer a bunch of audio and combine them, but you can't. Like from what I understand, and I may be wrong. Uh, and it may be that I just took one look at it and said, this is for Linux people and went away. And I like, I use Linux every day, I but not for do. making That's... fucking media things. Um, and so it may be that, yeah, I just took one look at it and, and, and threw it away. But my understanding is you can't say, take the razor tool, clip a little bit of audio out, drag the stuff to the right of it away, and then drag that little bit around, which is stuff that I do, you know, hundreds of times in an edit for example beware of the leopard where i i i'm you know cutting out a bit where someone's paused or there's a cough or they've said um and then they're thinking about something and i take that little bit take all three tracks squish them around a bit move them to you know cut this bit out and then move everything to the left like you can't that's multi-track editing um and i don't think you can do that in audition uh or dusty okay. I, I haven't tried, uh, but just I just wondered because I, I can see them. I can see the multiple tracks are there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, you, you and others have said oh, it's not a multi-track editor yeah. to me. Um, what I ended up using is Hindenburg. Yep, and it's nice. I like it. Um, yeah, so I've heard. And- I, I played around a little bit with it. So where you and I would be different in our, in our uh, appreciation of it is that I looked at it and I was like, oh great. This has taken all the engineering decisions away from me. Ah. And now I can just cut tape and build a story. Yes. Listen. Whereas you can look at it and go, why 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 are the sidebars why are the, why are the bumpers on? Um <laughs> get to the bowling alley with the side rails, do you know what I mean? Yeah, but it's for it's for a different use. It is yes, for it a is. different use case. 100%. So um John, uh, yeah. I've really gotta go. That's fine. So um, I. Yeah, I, like uh, I, I was looking at homework for next week and saying um, we should. Uh, I, I'm going to try and hook up another guest spot on another podcast because it's a good thing to do. Uh, and I don't know what you want to do. Is that something that you'd like to try again? Because I think we should set. I think we should get back to setting good homework like we did last week because I think that was good. <clears throat> um, I need to rebuild my website. Rebuild your website. That's your homework. Brilliant. Yeah. All right. I love you, man. I'm going to speak to Thanks. you soon. 
Peace out, bye.